Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Tribe Collective. Uh, again, this is Brandon. It's Dylan, and today we have our special guest, and he'll introduce himself. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is Johnny B in the house. <laughs> this, awesome. um, yeah, this, uh, this podcast is actually dedicated um, kind of just to reflect on Dylan's Moab 240. Dylan had already ran like 100 miles not that long ago maybe like five no how, how long is that this is december, december right? so oh, almost 10 years like 10 months ago <laughs> 10 years <laughs> i'm losing track of my freaking days dude it's so bad frank okay so dylan tell us t- t- tell us what were you thinking were you ready at all was i ready for the race yeah because uh, i mean like i was personally i was thinking of the shape that you were in when you know when Joe passed mm-hmm. and then to myself I was thinking like is this like how is he gonna you know I was thinking of like trying to be in your shoes right like how is he gonna feel running that and oh, being reminded men- of Joe mental, my and, mental shape yeah how like were you mentally ready I know that you were definitely physically ready uh, but like how in shape were you preparing that, for that you know, that's a good question because I think I think mentally I was more in shape than I was physically oh. but with when you know, Joe died September 8th. It's such a weird thing to say. Yeah. It's such a weird thing to say. He, Joe, he, he died. died September 8th, and the race was October 12th. So, like, not even not even five weeks after his death, I had to run 240 miles. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, I think when he died, it was, like, one of the first things I thought about was, you know, like, now I have to finish the race. Yeah. Um, actually, no. I was also thinking, like, if I fail, I can at least use his race bib next year, and like, oh. and have maybe have like a second chance if I don't make it this year. Is there but, anything going on with that bib right now? Like, um, they probably th- just refunded it, right? I think I think the J- Joe's parents are in the process of refunding it. Oh. Um, I wanted to run under Joe, but yeah. um, I think it's gonna go. The money's gonna go back to his parents instead. I hope. If not, I'd love to run for him anyways. The way I see it is that Joe ran the 240 with you. Like, that dude was also here in the islands with me and Johnny. <laughs> that dude's yeah. everywhere. He got to run that 240. Did you... So we were, like, all trying to keep up with you the entire weekend. That's crazy. I don't even... I want to hear what you guys have to say about that because I don't even yeah. know what the tracking was like was it even exciting i feel like it's just like looking at a okay okay so i would say maybe a week out from your 240 your mom had reached out to me to set up a group chat but not have you in it because your mom was like super um psyched out of her mind and she didn't want to distract you with in the past you know like how we have like um the aid stations and you'll be in there and then like you would have to like constantly check in where all we had to do was take care of the aiding and hopefully just let you run it but that wasn't really the case for like the 100 you were also trying to like let everybody know where you were at but Mm -hmm. prior prior to you leaving your mom set up a a group chat and she was like get everybody going just send positive messages so shout out to auntie for that i feel like that really got uh, you know got the tribe together to just huddle in and just send you that energy you know from across right. the sea yeah i got to see i saw the messages after that was a that was the plan was for you to see it after just so you know that like 
even though we were probably like maybe individually reaching out to you, but we were also trying to pull back on communication just mm-hmm. out of respect for you to just focus on the run. Like, Thank you. I really appreciate that. I, yeah, I thought it was a great idea that your mom did. And we were all like super stoked. And it was like you were in the chat, but you weren't in it. Um, but I, I really did. For me, I enjoyed the, the kind of like mystery behind the tracking thing. Like, where is this guy at in this 240? Like, it's so crazy. Like, I mean, like I'll go to bed and then I'll be sleeping. And then I wake up and like, holy shit. Dylan was still running that entire time. I go to work and I'm like, you know, going with my average day and then I'll check in with other people. I'm like, hey, like, sometimes I wouldn't check because I'm busy working and then Johnny would text me like, bro, he's at like mile 200, dude, get ready, get ready. Everybody's like, what? it was like a literal, I don't know, like, like New Year's, count, you know, like a New Year countdown. I think once you hit, once you hit the first hundred, we all kind of were like, okay, it's, it's kind of still feeling a little slow, but it's going by really quick. He's already at 100. What the hell? Then we get to 200. And then the countdown, countdown kept going. And then once you finally, oh my God, dude. I don't even think any of us were together when you crossed it, but you could feel it over the text messages. Like we were all just like hugging around. Just like I was, I would, if I was around the tribe, I'd be hugging and kissing everybody. Like it's a freaking, it's a new year. That's awesome. That's how, that's how I felt on that. What do you I think? Want, I want to hear what Johnny had to, has to say about that. Dude, honestly, I, I was messaging your mom constantly through Instagram and text message. We stayed up to like nearly midnight just tracking you. Like <laughs> my mom, bro. What the hell? <laughs> no, not like that. Not like that. Like we were just tracking you. Um, we're like, this guy is like, what is Utah is like three, four hours ahead or something like that. And we're exactly, like, yeah. We're like, man, it's like, it's, if it's Hawaii time and it's like 12 o'clock over here, midnight, and we're talking, this guy, this, not even guy, this man, <laughs> I don't know how to even say it, because you're not even man with the way you did that thing. Who, who runs 240 miles, you know? You? No, not me. <laughs> not um, and not we were yet. just like, so like, like, astonished, honestly, to just be like, yo, like, this guy is just like, I mean, let me rephrase that. This man, my brother Dylan, um, you know, we're just super stoked about like, you know, the you going through all of that. And it was blowing our minds that, you know, like even though we all weren't physically there, it felt like we were there in Utah with you. You know, um, I spent a few nights running too. Um, just to like your mom said to just transfer energy and I, I strongly believe in transferring energy and you know like you can feel the presence of someone else mm-hmm. yeah. when you know when things like that happen so you know I spent most of my nights running when you was running I was running too and I you know I felt like I was there with you you know not only just mm-hmm. Joe but like the whole tribe was there you know taking on Moab 240 so I hope you didn't ever feel alone you know that's super awesome thank you and you know like it's crazy because i did feel super alone like the first night the first the first 70 miles crazy by the way yeah first 70 miles alone (laughs) that was that was Was actually was that from start to 70 was that until the first aid station though right i had one but maybe it was like no i saw three aid stations the first one was like I could I the first aid station was at mile nine. Oh, I didn't okay. see anyone, like any of my crew. Then mile oh, seven, yeah. So mile seventeen, I saw my crew, 
and that was at like 3 p.m. and then I wouldn't see them again until 6 p.m. the next day or 6 a.m. the next day and I was like oh fuck I'm gonna go overnight overnight by myself and like in the desert away from everyone and I was like that was super hard for me but um yeah you know it's crazy because i did feel like so much love and i also believe in you know that energy transfer and like sending each other good vibes and yeah you know i that's some people call that praying for others you know mm-hmm. but i i do that for all of my friends all the time mm-hmm. i like just pray and send you guys good vibes and healing energy all the time but for this it was like even though you guys are sending me the energy that first night was so dark for me and so hard that i um I think I needed to feel that suffering because it really helped me like it really helped me figure out you know like my priorities and mm-hmm. um what were you there, what were you telling yourself dude there was so much suffering that first night that yeah. first 70 I actually like I gave up probably at, like mile probably around mile 60 I gave up mm-hmm. and I was like I'm done I can't do this anymore and like I, I thought about an Instagram caption where I said like, you know, like it's not about the destination, it's a journey. And, you know, I, it's OK that I didn't finish a 240 because, you know, I ran as far as I could and I gave it my best effort and like made this entire Instagram caption in my head, like how I was going to explain to everyone, like how we didn't do it. And then um, at mile 70, at mile 72, I was like, you know what? I'm done. I told Cass, I told her dad and Tim Bowles, I was like, that I was done. And then they're like, you know what? You're not done. Uh-huh. And I was like, shit. <clears throat> and and I, I was talking to John, Cass's dad, and I was like, he's like, you know, physically I can do this. Emotionally, you know, mentally I, I know I can do this, but like socially I can't. You know, like humans are made to run. Humans are made to move, but they're not made to be this lonely. And that was really hard for me. And and then John had said, like, you know, if you're if you're worried about, you know, like having a social network, he's like, you have your tribe here, and yeah. like, and and he John wasn't gonna run with me at all, but he said, I'll run, I'll run a marathon with you tomorrow night, so that you're not by yourself. And Timbo will have you, the first night, and he'll have you the last night, and then and then Kess will have you in the in the later evening. Yeah. So I was never alone any night after that and that was like a big part of my success I think in the run they only allowed you a pacer after 70 yeah yeah that, I wonder why they did that um, you know like to be to put your racers through 70 miles alone like that maybe that's kind of like the bread and butter of the Moab just to see if you can maybe that's how they weed out like all the others that's how they weed out people because yeah. a lot of people give up after mile 70 you should be oh my god I can't even imagine running alone like that for that long you should be like super proud of yourself dude thanks I think, man appreciate that that's why I think a lot of us were super super like comfortable knowing that you did have a tribe up there and that you weren't doing it alone even though like, we couldn't make it we weren't there yeah. we were like it, it was so comforting to see like Julian there Cat was there. Yeah, you had everything. Uh, you know what? You know what's crazy is like you guys. You guys in Hawaii, my Hawaii-based tribe. This is their like the bread and butter crew here. But then the tribe in the mainland. But is the there. tribe in the mainland was like super random, but it's there, and like that just goes to show like you always have, you always have people 
when you need to do something that, that you set your mind to you know like yeah. Johnny just had his his first marathon was it last week last week Wednesday Friday last week Friday yeah so last oh, Friday, last Friday. Yeah. yeah so seven days ago Johnny had his first marathon and you know I was touched to see his mom there Brandon and mm-hmm. I were both there your friend Nainoa yeah, Nainoa was there and I, I just love that because he surprised you, right? Yeah, he did. Um, and just it's just so cool because, you know, Johnny had his marathon. And, you know, even like running a marathon, like running those segments by yourself can be hard, right? Yeah, honestly, it was it was a little lonely out there. I could see why, you know, like the way you felt being out there. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I didn't run no 240 miles again. But, you know, being out there and rephrasing what you said you know being lonely out there it's it's tough but then like when you came and jumped in three miles and ran those three miles with me dylan he said you know like success is a lonely road and you know to get you there sometimes you know everybody's not going to be there and you know you might have to you know travel down that road alone but you know that's that's just the way life works Mm -hmm. and i'm just super thankful that you know that i'm part of the tribe ohana now and you know I got all you guys, not behind me, but I'd say right alongside me so we can all see, you know, the big picture together and not the back of each other's heads. Amen, man. I, that's awesome. That's, and like, you're right. We we all take the spearhead sometimes, though. Like, sometimes I'll, I'll go ahead and do my race or you do your race or Brandon had his birthday race. And, you know, we, we sometimes we have to carry a heavier burden, like, when I did the when I did the nine miles with you Brandon for your birthday marathon you had what four miles alone right how many miles alone did you have yeah it was about four because I met Johnny at the halfway okay and in those four miles I was like you and Jenny pushed me off and sent me off so strong that like I think I needed that Mm -hmm. because I definitely cut down on my my um my time but then I was kind of hurting. And then, I, and then I saw Johnny and Kay and it just like uplifted me again. Yeah. It's so crazy running alone how that can just like... You get your... Your you really do. You have nothing but your thoughts, dude. Dude. Well, imagine what you guys felt, you know, like yeah. for those four miles. But then times that by, shit, like 20, 20, like 22 it was just really tough and i went to some dark places in my mind right um so we i you know we were all like really really super stoked and like waiting to see like the first instagram uh post about like your accomplishments and like a recap so you were like how bad really was the hallucinations for you because dude i was having like some crazy sleep paralysis like the other day (laughs) and I don't know. I, I want to say I saw some things, but it's probably not as bad as Moab 240 type well, of things. Well, like, something how bad that, was that? Yeah, dude. I, hallucinations are real. I don't know if you ever... Have you ever tripped before? I have. I'm like... I don't know if I'm going to say it on the podcast, but... You've taken... <laughs> so you've, you've, you've had I've like definitely a, tripped out. You've and tripped I've out? I've hallucinated okay. before. Okay, so... And it just looks... It's like just a part of your reality, right? It looks like it's actually, it's not like but some yours was wavy. not induced by like being under the influence. Yours was just by what, fatigue? Ex- exhaustion. Like exhaustion. Yeah. I've never experienced that kind of 
bro i they were real man like the first it was the first thing that i saw was i saw a fucking like bloody arm on the ground mm-hmm. just what? just on the ground like that's crazy. and i ran past it and i was like i like i looked at it and i kind of like freaked out but then i was like oh shit Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to be hallucinating yet. It's only been like 22 hours. What? But I had I had bad sleep the <laughs> night before. I was already exhausted, you know. 22. So I had so I had my first hallucination, like my like 22 hours in, and then shortly after that was like I saw a, a bobcat, like mm-hmm. a, a little mountain lion, and it was just like ready to pounce on me. It was just like. And I saw the corner of my eye, and you know I only had my headlamp. Oh my god! And and so I had my trekking poles out, and I was like, I I put it in front of me like an X, like this, like just trying to like keep it away from me, and I was hissing oh. at it like a cat. Oh my like, god! It's like get away! And I was freaking out. <laughs> then then as I got closer to it, I, I was running away from it. Uh-huh. I was like, wait, I have to keep, I have to keep running forward. And so I came back, and then it was gone. I was like, it was a fucking bush. And I was like, so I thought this bush was a cat, like a mountain lion. I can't imagine. So you've definitely, it was like just pitch black. Was it like, you have to see like some stars from like the moonlight? Yeah, the stars. pitch black? The stars are gorgeous. Yeah, for sure. But if you turn the headlamp off, like I couldn't even see like my hand. Oh my God. It was. No, thank you. Dude, but then. (laughs) We ran overnight, but we had like street lamps and I. It's another feeling, bro. It's like I, I don't under I don't know if like I'd it's wish like, that it's like ghost hunting, anyone. but you're just running. I don't know. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I can see like people like you know biblically like seeing things. You know, in the desert. You know, like forty days in the desert. Oh my god! They see like they just see God and talk to God and stuff. Yeah. Because like I, I, uh, I had three big hallucinations the first night. And then after that, they kind of just got like kind of subtle. But the last one was I was like at mile 60 and I just wanted to get out. I just wanted to get out of the desert. I wanted to be in the parking lot. I wanted to be on some fucking like concrete roads, like get off the trail. Like I was just sick of being in the mountains already. Mm-hmm. And so God, I like... so frustrating. So I was at mile 65 and I was like, okay, I'm looking at my watch. Like I'm looking at my Garmin, like, okay, I have five miles left until I get to... Um, get to the next aid station where I can like you know lay down and get some food and so I'm at mile 65 and I see like all these tents coming up and like I see a parking lot uh-huh. and, a, and a porta potty and I'm like oh fuck yes I'm like I'm fucking out of the desert I can see my girlfriend I can see like my friends I can see Julian and then as I'm going you know like going towards all the tents and stuff and I'm thinking to myself why like why did the director change the map it's like that's kind of crazy right it's like you're supposed to be there at mile 72 i'm here at mile 65 um but as as running close to the tents the rock started to appear instead of the tents instead of the tent (laughs) and i was like i was like no i was like no that must have been a kick in the balls dude and like (laughs) and like i saw all these tents but they were actually just rocks and i and they're just like I like broke down I like I squatted down and like I just like covered my face with my hands for like probably like five seconds and then I fell asleep god I fell asleep in a squatting position and then I like woke up and I freaked out because I didn't know how how long I'd been there I'd been there for like a minute oh my god 
And so I would have felt so defeated. I, I did. I felt I, I, I quit in that moment. I quit. And then and so I sprinted the last five miles. I was like, I just need to get out of here. I just need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want to be like held. I want to be and just like coddled right now. And then I got to, and I finally got to the aid station. Yeah. I shit myself because I was just like, I was, I just needed to take a shit so bad. And then, and I fell asleep for an hour on my, on my ass. Fuck. And then, um, then Cass and her dad and everyone like helped me out, got me some food. Yeah. And, um, then I slept for, I, I ate and then slept for another two hours after that in, in, the in Cass, Cass and John's tent. And then um, after just two hours, I started on the second day. And God. Then, but... Because you did this in 111 hours, right? Yeah, 111 hours. That's but, bonkers. <laughs> oh, my God. So how was the aid stations? Were they, like, legit? Like, they were legit, man. They were just, like, a Hawaiian damn. party, you know? Like, they have, like, grills and, like, Holy coolers shit, like People are just, like, food. tailgating and just... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. So were the were the people that was running the race? Because that was your first like real ultra marathon race, right? Yeah, my first official one. Were the people running it? Were they like super strict on certain things, or like was it pretty smooth sailing? Um, they were strict, but they were like super encouraging too. Okay. Like like hey, don't do this, but hey, good job. Yeah, exactly. Stay on the path. Yeah, like okay, like we had a mandatory gear. And this is something that even Johnny should know too, is like you have to have, at all times, you have to have a jacket, pants, mm-hmm. um, a phone, a whistle, an emergency blanket. Um, you have to have a headlamp with extra batteries. You yeah. need to have 500 calories that you don't touch in case, unless you're in an emergency. Um, Damn. You need to have at least three liters of water on you. I carried four liters the entire time. And um, how was running with that much? It was. Uh, you get used to it, but it's heavy for yeah. sure. But Fuck. but you just you get most of the water or most of the weight comes from the water anyways, and you drink all of the water yeah. by the end of it. So most of the times I make it five miles before the aid stations without water, and like I was dehydrated. That's so, so bonkers. Oh, anything triple digit just makes my skin crawl. But it's like a. God, it's like the mysterious and beyond, you know? Like, you don't know what's out there until you try it. Like, uh, it's just, I, I can't comprehend it. Um, but, like, how did, how did, how was, like, how was your body feeling? Like, like I know your feet are all fucked up. So, not want to even look at it. <laughs> uh, but, like, know. how would you say was, like, the entire experience on your body? What was, like, the kind of pains you were feeling? What probably felt better than you expected? What gave out first? Mm. I don't know. I, I want to hear what you guys have to say for your runs. For, oh, like God. For me, it was mostly my hips. Mm-hmm. I think my hips always give out first. I don't know if it's because of the way I run or if it's because of my shoes. But when we were doing, at least on my birthday marathon, we had a lot of hills to go over. Right. And that could have been a reason why my hips kept giving out first. But, um, and I also had just bought like new Hoka's and they just, you know, uh, I'm not smart when I buy things and try to break it in. I just going in blind, breaking mm-hmm. my new shoes then. But I mean, usually my feet do okay, but it was not doing that. Okay. 
So it's usually your hips. It was, it's always my hips. But you know, it's funny because Joe also told me to do that serpentine thing I think I was telling you about. Yeah. I don't know where he got that from, but he got this crazy like thing where it's like, hey, if you just run in the serpentine, like an S, like you just you keep doing that, B, your, your hips are never going to be sore. It's da, 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 da. So oh I tried it out gosh. for like a mile and I was like, nope, Joe. No. I'm pretty sure my hips are still shot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Johnny? Oh, honestly, my my feet ached, but the thing that hurt the most, and like I didn't even know this could hurt while you're running, was like my traps, like the upper oh. half of my back. For some reason, was just like I was so sore. tight and blown. Like, <sighs> like I don't even understand how like I. I didn't use any of that. I felt I was just like I thought it was just all my legs doing all the work, and yet my back couldn't even stand up straight. I woke up the next morning, straight. my back. Yeah, on my I couldn't even stand bad. up straight for some odd reason. I was like, "Yo, like, what did that marathon do to my back?" God. Sometimes it's my my biceps are like the worst pain, really? like because I'm just like constantly running like this. But yeah, I, actually, mine's most mostly like yours, Brand. My my hips were the ones that were like so sore the entire time timbo actually like i laid i was laying down on the fucking road i was like timbo please just massage my hip and he like (sighs) rubbed his he rubbed his elbow into my hip it sounds so sore yeah and actually my hip pain my hip pain was because i had a toe blister and because i had a toe blister um my hip was compensating for it and so, and because my hip was compensating for it, my, my left shoulder was sore. Yeah. So all I did to help that was I changed my shoes to something that was more tight around my feet. Uh-huh. Because I was running in ultras, and ultras, you know how it makes your toes splay out? Like with the hokas, they make your toes do this. So I put on hokas, and I lost, like, all of my hip pain went away. Oh. Because I, I didn't feel my blister anymore. And so. Yeah, I, that's it. I did notice that when I am as I'm starting to get into the running that when mm. one thing's kind of messed up the, the rest of the body compensates for it and then, then you have another issue yeah that's so yes. crazy yeah you're right and so that's that was the biggest part was like trying to find the origin of my hip pain and it was just I just had a I had a toe blister and my toe blister is making my making me like flare my hip out but when I got when I got my hip or when I got my toe blisters straightened up and figured out then everything else went away how was it when um one of the things that came to my mind was when i saw a picture of you running or walking or whatever you're doing in the snow i couldn't help but imagine that dude's socks must be wet and like your feet must have been so like you know wet and like i hate running in wet socks yep because it kind of like expedites that process of your feet just getting blistered fucked up and blistered right exactly yeah yeah, so how was running in the snow by the way? When when you when I first saw that picture, blew my mind cuz I thought it was just going to be desert the it, entire way. But it, you went it is through, a desert though. That's just the crazy. <laughs> the the desert gets snowy, man. That's what people forget. I forgot. And it's I was like, like, "Oh, where is this guy? This is so gnarly. Um, it was a pretty badass picture, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think Cass took that picture too. It's pretty badass. But um, yeah, my feet were drenched and I, I, had, I had to, I actually changed my socks and I took the insoles of my shoes out and switched them with a different pair of insoles that were like too big for my feet anyways. Yeah. So, cause they were, they didn't, they didn't match my shoe, but at least they're dry. 
And so I changed my socks out and changed my insoles but stayed in the same shoe. But that kept me good for a while. And and I um I just had to like stay away from the puddles and yeah. like and I just like made made the best effort to st- even I like ran in the mud but the mud was didn't penetrate my shoes at all. So I was pretty good. There was right. just like there was one 7 mile section where my feet were drenched. And oh. but after that I was I was chilling. That's so gnarly. Okay. So f- let's f- but that was that that snowstorm happened at mile 200. Mm-hmm. Which is where I was going to uh, bring into you. I was going to fast forward it to cuz I really want to know once you hit 200 and you knew you only had 40 left to go. What was mm-hmm. what was going in your mind like what was at that point you're so close mm-hmm. right but still so, so far. far you know I, I don't know if you're gonna believe me when I say this but when you're in a 200 mile race like 20 miles is easy it's so fast yeah so all I thought about is I have to do 20 miles two times I thought it was beautiful that, that post you made of Cass the one where you're like, hey, I only had like 20-something miles to go until you saw Kess. I thought that was oh. beautiful, by the way. That Thank was, you, yeah. Like, that was like beautiful. Because I think that kind of like, I guess maybe might have answered my question of like what probably was the driving force. But if you had like something at the end waiting for you like that, that's mm-hmm. just so great, man. You, you know, it was weird because Kess wasn't, Kess was not the reason why I ran the race or anything. But, you know, when you suffer, you just want to be held, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, And I was suffering the entire time. And all I was thinking about was, like, if I can just have my, like, if Kess can just put her arms around me, Mm -hmm. like, at at the end of this run, I'd be just so happy. And so, so like... So comforting. Yeah. And so that was, was like, the the band-aid for me. But, like... um, I would tell myself like I wouldn't even t- I wouldn't even think about the next mile or the next half mile I'd just think about the next step like if I just take one more step I can um, I can finish that run or I can just finish that aid station um, and that was you know I think when you start doing really really big runs you can't you'll drive yourself insane if you think about the end goal you, you can't even think about I th- I feel that okay, and I think that's it. I think it's a good metaphor for life, you know. Like you have like ten things throughout your day, you know. It's fucking eight a.m. You have to go to work, but after work you have to go gas your car. But after gas your car, you have to go to the grocery store. Then you have to cook, I feel that. and then you have to eat, and then you have to shower, then you have to brush your teeth. If you just think about like you know your next five minutes, then that really like eliminates. All, I feel all that. Of that. I feel that so much, and that's because I'm a. I, you know this about me, but I'm a stressed out guy. I, like I get stressed out so easily. That's true. And um, that's true. I'll like I'll I'll overcomplicate like making coffee. You know, I'm like mm-hmm. it's not making coffee. It's like you have to get up, then you have to go to the sink, then you have to turn the sink on, then you got to pour water into your cup, and then you got to turn the stove on, and then you got to like boil the water, then you got to pour the water over your coffee, then you got to put your coffee into the coffee cup, then you got to put milk <laughs> into your coffee, then you got to put sugar into your coffee, then you got to taste it's it. It's like the whole process adjust. of things. Yeah, and that's just how my brain works, and it's so easy for me to overcomplicate and stress out, but if I can just like, just think about the first step, and just just work on the first step and then 
then you'll be good. And that's just patience. There was something. There was something you had said. I don't know if it was a post or something. That if you're thinking about it, of doing something, you're like seventy percent of the way there. What was that? So if you believe in yourself. Oh, if you believe in yourself. Yeah, you're seventy percent there. Yeah. I I like that a lot, and I never thought of it that way until you said it. And I started mm-hmm. saying it to other people. Like I was mentioning it to Wyden and I was like telling everybody about this. And it was like, this makes sense. Yeah, man, because... and you, It's really just... And that's I'm, it. And I'm speaking to two people who understand this. It's like when you're... When you're trying to do something, you know, you have to manifest it. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you manifest it mentally and you can see the end, all mm-hmm. you got to do is put your body into it. That's true. It's like, I know Brandon can do an Ironman. I know Johnny can do a 205 mile run Mm -hmm. and if you guys know that too all we gotta do is put one foot in front of the other that's so freaking true and even with Tribe like we know we can make this our lives and a million dollar multi-million dollar company and like we're all millionaires we just haven't gotten paid yet and that's that's how I feel that's true so that so speaking of like Tribe and running we we have this group on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We should probably shout them out now. Like, what is yeah. your plan? What inspired you to do that? Um, running, it was an international running community tribe, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted an international running community, but I was like, shit, we should just fucking. It's a tribe. Why don't we just yeah. like? Why don't we just give it the name that we're all like believing in? So, tribe running is just a bunch of we're all in that group but it's just a bunch of different people from literally around the world you know coming together to support one another and you know like if someone has a race coming up you know yeah. if like say Johnny goes to you know Arizona mm-hmm. there's like six people in the area that can come help him out or like if I go to to Ireland or you go to the Colorado you, you, or something yeah you go to where is that place that you wanted to go to for the Ironman New Zealand New Zealand so if you go to New Zealand then there's a gonna be a community of tribe like tribal tribal runners or whatever yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that that's kind of what the idea is but um that's so crazy yeah cause when I when I saw everybody's goals and messages it just made tribe that much more important to me yeah I don't know what it is I really do believe tribe is a great thing I mean you gotta believe in something that you're you're working for but like to see everybody's goals small or big everybody treats it the same way and and it was so nice to see how they talk about themselves like I want to do this and I want to do that and I think I can do this and yeah pretty- it's it's humbling too because we have people in that group who are like I just want to do a eight a minute ha- mile yeah like a, or, a half marathon or like a half mar- or like or I just want to run more run often. more yeah I thought that was so cool but then refreshing. we have but then we have people like Missy who are like I'm just trying to qualify the Boston Marathon or do the <laughs> California International Marathon she's a tank the, or someone who was my boss is like who's also in the running group it's crazy my boss is in that group but he's really? like what's I, his name um matt from Uloha. oh that, that one okay dude, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 he's like i'm just trying to finish the hurt 100 i was trying to figure out how does everybody know everybody but okay cool yeah. oh my god the hurt 100 is crazy yeah so sergio does that yeah he, he's done it twice he's done it twice and if that guy says that's like one of the hardest things he's ever did in his life i can't that's crazy 
Yeah, so that's that's really awesome. And, you know, with I think running has a weird way of connecting people. And it's a weird sport because it is a lonely sport and you carry your own weight. And yeah. you, you can't, I can't, as much as I want to be there for either of you during a run, it's still your feet that do it. Yeah. We we think the same way. Like, we're, we're both like wrestlers too. Right. And I think there is a good common ground with running and wrestling like it's just you out there doing it right mm-hmm. instead running it's kind of like you versus you more really yeah when you got to go the lonely miles you got to when you look at running as like a sport it starts to get different because before i used to just run like i used to run just to improve my wrestling i used to run a mile just so lose weight lose weight or so i can see freaking the top part of my abs i don't know (laughs) something just like i once i started looking at running now i'm starting to feel more excited and now i'm starting to run more distances more often Mm -hmm. it is really different and it is just you versus your mind or and it's yeah. free therapy like somebody right. said in the chat it's literally just free therapy what what i really appreciate about uh nick bear is that he is you know who nick bear is mm-hmm. okay so nick bear is this crazy guy i was telling you about him on the run oh, the yeah, really yeah. jacked like runner dude yeah 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 you showed me yeah so he's uh crazy. he he does like ultra marathons and marathons but he's also like he doesn't look like a runner He's uh, he's just like this jacked dude, and he's just like he, he's his huge. background was was bodybuilding, if I'm not mistaken. He had a he has a supplement company, and I I think I was when I first discovered him was when I was powerlifting a lot. One of some famous powerlifters is sponsored by his supplement brand, and he was a big bodybuilder, and he's also an Ironman athlete too. He, he's done two now, I think. Or is he might be in, I don't know. He's definitely done two because I was on his YouTube literally today watching him do the Leadville 100, which some people in the chat, by the way, are also talking about. Yeah, I have a couple of friends who are doing, who are, who've attempted the Leadville. Nick Bear is, he's honestly an inspiration and where I hope that tribe can get to on that level. So yeah, Nick Bear, he did the, he did his um, ultra marathon or his marathon in two hours and 57 minutes i think look at this guy he's insane yeah it's insane it's insane he kept his stature and he runs this yeah this is insane because i'm so i'm like looking at him at nick bear fitness if you want to look him up on instagram he is like free shout out a massive (laughs) man yeah but um dude yeah and he swims fast too yeah he so, did his Iron Man thing in like an hour and ten minutes or something like that. For the swim? For the swim. I was Jeez. like, what the fuck? I was like, holy. I so can't that's, even move yeah, that man. fast. I'm just like <laughs> I know, like I don't I don't wanna like fit into any stereotypes. I wanna be kinda like him. Where like I can, you know, do I wanna be able to re- I wanna be able to like my Frustrate. goal is to be like yeah, like a martial artist runner. That would yeah, yeah, be yeah, my yeah. goal. But um, right now it's just like trying to get get the bases covered with some some other stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I think what I wanted to talk about today was super super important is like how you can train to do a two hundred mile run. 
Um, and I think I want to make it more accessible for people to like not think about it as like a really hard run for you to do mm -hmm. and think about it as you're doing two marathons a day. If you can do two marathons a day for five days straight, you're Gucci. You know, you're, you're solid. Yeah. You're there. Oh, that's such yeah. a that's such a different way of thinking about it. But right. it's still two two marathons in a day for five days. <laughs> yeah, for five days. If you can do two marathons a day, crazy. five days straight. It sounds a lot better. Still crazy, but it does sound a lot more better. But but if you can think about it like that, and then think about it like like this, like if you can, if so like the the longest time between a stations is like a marathon so Oof. if you can do if you can do one marathon and then just make it to the next a station mm -hmm. rest your mind rest your body eat some good food drink a lot of water and they get ready to do another marathon i promise you you can do this and like it's I don't know what you're thinking, Johnny. I want to hear what a virgin mind thinks about it in like terms of like 200, like since you're going to attempt to do a 200, like what does that, what does that feel like for you? Honestly, Dylan, like it's just a toss up. Like I don't even know what to, to think. Like I woke up the next morning after we um, put our names in the lottery for the Tahoe 200 and I was like, Yo, did I seriously just sign up for a 200-mile race got, after running got just ass. the other day a marathon? <laughs> and, um, no, it's, like, it's it's crazy to think about. But at the same time, like, I, I feel like, you know, where I'm at right now, that, you know, I, I'm not scared or, like, I don't have any doubt at the moment because, you know, we signed up together, so, you know, Mm -hmm. We'll be doing it together. It's not yes. going to be a lonely thing, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, how you did the Moab and like, I feel like, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to suffer together than suffer alone. Hey Amen. Yeah. So mm -hmm. as a two, as just an ultra marathon virgin, you know, like, um, I feel, I feel really strong headed moving forward. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, by the time June 17th rolls around, we'll be more than ready yeah yeah i believe that that's too. awesome that's thank you and so the big goal before june i think and for anyone who wants to do a 200 mile run or any any like big run for a race and i think just anything in general is like you just have to be you stay healthy the entire time mm -hmm. train hard but also train healthy and and don't train you know what is the this there's a saying it goes um no pain no gain is not how you train so like when you're when you're running make sure you're going at a at a at a heart rate that is low and sustainable and is not messing you up you know and then you're running at a pace that's like not killing your quads and killing your hamstrings because you want to be sustainable in this race and you want to be able to not just finish this race but able to live life and walk after it and um just trying to find that rhythm in your training is going to be super important for you um and the most preparation you can get will make race day for sure easy yeah we all, everybody on this yeah. planet knows something like that mm -hmm. and um something that i thought about in, in like terms of like if you're trying to do like the trail math of it if you can walk a four if you can walk four miles an hour or run four miles an hour you're gonna finish really really well and really quickly 
like at 4, 8, 12, 16, 20, 24, you're going to finish in like 60 hours. Uh-huh. Something like that. 6, 12, 24. Yeah. Four, four, four miles an hour. But I think I think Goggins finished in 60 hours, but he ran it. And he's able, but, but, you know, if you like, if you take into account sleep and eating and shitting and peeing, that all has to be in about, you still have to run a 15-minute mile on top of all of that. So... Um, 50 minute miles pretty manageable right it's kind of slow I mean 50 yeah 50 yeah, minutes 50, is so kind of manageable I think 15 minute miles is pretty manageable for you must be a super patient dude yeah. to go that long that yeah. slow but then I mean, do it for god if you can do it for 240 miles then you're you know I've never ran like in a desert before but like it must have been so crazy to see like that vast of a distance of like the horizon and you're running towards that and it doesn't feel like it's getting any oh, closer dude, that makes you want to barf i promise because you. you know we're on an island we've ran almost everything here already and it's yeah. crazy because like you're just kind of running around you see the shoreline going through mm-hmm. towns and stuff and oh look you're already on the other side of the island super cool but then like running in a desert like that we see the horizon and it's just like massively bigger i can't yeah comprehend that it's I, i'm one day but Jesus. it's it's just mentally it's mentally exhausting being able to see where you have where you have to go but if you turn around and see where you've gone it just makes you feel amazed because like you like look at a mountain it's like i was on top of that mountain mm-hmm. all the way over there two days ago and like you know like a hundred miles ago i was on top of the mountain it's yeah. just like but then, like you're you're on the flat plain of a of the desert, and then you look into the horizons like 120 miles, like that way is where where you have to go is kind of it's like really like unsettling for you and for your mind. But I think the biggest thing that Timbo taught me was patience, progress, and purpose. And ganja. You know? And ganja, yeah. <laughs> but that's what he always said. When we were running together. He that guy was like he was so he was so wise. He was like, and I and I was telling him about like how much I was suffering, mm-hmm. and I was like, brother. He was like, brother, you know, like, like my people. He's he's Navajo. Your first time meeting him. Yeah. Um. I've 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 known of oh, him. Known of him. Yeah, but I never got to speak with him in that in that depth and I love Tim now Timbo now he's like he's like a brother to me you know you suffer like that with someone he ran 100 miles with me and so like yes. and he didn't even look beat yeah no I mean, he does he does those kind of runs anyway yeah. so that's and freaking crazy he's never run an official 100 either wow. so he's kind of like me like that but he told me like <clears throat> I was telling him how much I was suffering and, and he said man this is just medicine for you dude like what you're going through right now, the suffering, this is medicine for you. Interesting. And he said like, then he started talking to me about sweat lodges and like how his people, they go into sweat lodges to feel pain and suffering and it makes them better people when they come out of it. And they'd Fuck. be in the sweat lodges for like, he said like three to six hours. Like just, you know, just like suffering together and like, and you know, at the end of the race, he said, thank you for the medicine. And like, and he was talking about the miles that we did together, and I was like, "Man, this guy is that perspective amazing. is yeah. crazy. Never thought of it like that." Yeah. Johnny's yeah. over here thinking about the other medicine. <laughs> but you got that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm. When, first off, we got to get Timbo on the podcast. Mm-hmm. 
and then secondly i can't wait for you guys to like meet him in real life because this guy is like full of knowledge just an amazing like mindset a lot like johnny actually and um and he's just like all he cares about is like living a good life and running and like and i love that i love that for him jesus we'll have to plan and get him on here asap yeah but would you would you what are some what is one big i guess takeaway from your whole experience start from beginning from when we when we had heard that you and joe had signed up from it like what's one big thing what's your i don't know how what's, going the, what's the big takeaway from big that? takeaway from that like from, think of like from the beginning until when you finished it like when joe used to be here and when you guys signed up for it damn dude that makes me sad thinking about this but okay i want yeah. you to i kind of want to make you relive that because yeah a lot of today i was trying to relive i was telling you earlier i was like man i wish i could relive like how we started out drive right and then i want to know and hear it again like what was the takeaway yeah, from that, that beginning a, to now that's a good question man and i think you know I, i'll even take it back further from not just when we signed up for the run but like when we signed when we when you dropped me off for the first time i got to meet joe and we ran when Joe and I ran 20 miles together, you know. And I think from that time, the last September to 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 right now is um, just like the Moab, and just like in life, you know, you have your ups and downs, and you know, you have you have the waves of euphoria, and you have your really low lows that make you feel like you hate life. And in in that Moab race, and in and in my life in the last year it's like you're gonna have those high highs and then you're gonna have those low lows but you have to embrace them for what they are uh-huh. and don't try to change what they are mm-hmm. you know if they suck let them suck and then embrace that suck but when they're really good and they're really good you embrace those for for the really good times because you know i you can't you can't color anything more than joe dying you know like joe died Mm-hmm. And that fucking sucked, and we all got we all have to embrace the fact that he died, and that and that once we embrace the fact that it was hurtful, we got to live and got to be more loving towards our friends because of it. That's true. But we also had a lot of great highs together, like so many, so many highs that we can that I can't even like wrap my mind around all of them like they're some of the highest moments yeah i've had for yeah. sure like the like the beautiful parties we've had the amazing people that we surround ourselves with you know and like even even the amount of love that we had felt in the bad times were highs for me but in the moab 240 i had a lot of i had a lot of beautiful moments where i saw sunsets and i cried with people you know i cried with cam because it was so beautiful i cried with timbo um, I told Kess that I loved her. I told Kess's dad that I loved her and loved mm-hmm. him. And Kess's dad, like, held me as I slept one night. And those are, like, beautiful moments that you have to just embrace them for what they are and and then embrace the bad times for what they are. Mm-hmm. I, I remember standing next to you and Maggie when, when we said goodbye to Joe. And I embraced that. And I will always hold that with me, you know? Yeah. You know, and I remember... You remember those... You remember all of the good times and the bad times, but um, 
But the more you embrace it, the better your life is. That's true. I am so proud of you, dude. Thanks, man. I'm so freaking proud of this growth. Like when you first brought up, when we uh, took you to Joe the first time, 20 miles, a year later, that same dude kind of propelled you to run 240 miles. Like you should be proud of yourself. I, you know, I, I th- am. We all are. I like, think about this too. Is like Joe. Joe's the reason why Johnny's here tonight. You know. Yeah. Like Joe, Joe and Johnny. You guys were like, you guys are best of buds. Yeah, man. you guys had a hot. You guys had a hot, hot, um, best friendship going on too. Everybody had a unique relationship with Joe. Dude, it was honestly the passing of Joe was really hard because you know how he went back home to see his family. And he was only supposed to be, you know, gone for a short time, and he extended mm-hmm. his time out there. And, um, you know, it's it's just like, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's it's real selfish to, like, that I have to, like, and all of us have to go and live our lives knowing that, like, you know, he's gone. But at the same time, it's just like, like Dylan said, like, you know, like, I don't know, it's just like a, a purpose that, you know, like he was supposed to come into our lives, touch our souls and mm-hmm. teach us the things that, you know, we need to know and open our eyes to things, you know, we didn't see before, even though it was right there in front of us. And like, yeah, like Brand said, he, he propelled us, especially you, Dylan, to to conquer the Moab 240, you know. And, um... I can't help but think that every time something gets hard, I think of Joe now because I think of like how much that guy really meant to me, and like uh, it's it's such a uh, it's you can't find beauty in these kind of things, especially when you lose somebody like that. But what he left me with, and a lot of people, I'd say, is the beautiful thing. I think it's helped me as a man definitely love on others easier yeah and you know just like i'm like i was saying it's like we we talk about joe a lot and you know especially this this podcast is about the moab 240 but the moab 240 wouldn't have happened with without joe because i did sign up with i did sign up for the moab 240 with joe and it was something that we both had said like I remember when we signed up, I said to him, I was like, Joe, you know, it's like, it's like, should we sign up for this? Because it's so expensive. And like, and then it's like, and he was like, yeah, so expensive. I remember that conversation you said you had with him. Yeah. And I was like, we were both kind of wary about it because it's so expensive. But then I was like, I told him, I was like, you don't believe in that? Like, you don't believe in yourself that you're worth $2,200? He didn't want to do it, right? I didn't want to do it, and he didn't want to oh. do it, and I bought, and I, because you had made that comment, and then he was like, "Fuck it," yeah, yeah, I will believe in myself. Fuck yeah, yeah. And I was like, "You don't want to," and I told, and I remember telling him, "Like, we're not betting on ourselves right now. Like, we have to, we have to like bet on ourselves and say like, yeah, we're worth, we're worth twenty two hundred dollars, and if you if you actually think about it, like." We're worth way more than $2,200. Like, why why are we, like, setting ourselves back because of this one race? Like, why don't we just do it? Because we know we can. And if money's our only option, our only obstacle, then let's just spend the money and then show, 
you know, then show ourselves that we can do it. And then when we once we finish it, that's when that's when the real fun begins because that's, that's when we so actually true. bet on ourselves and like, you know, like. Damn. If if we want to invest into tribe, if we want to climb Mount Everest, we're gonna to have to like bet on ourselves a lot more than than a four digit number. If we're gonna be trying to climb Mount Everest, it's gonna be, you know, a six digit number. And it's gonna cost us our health and, and our lives. It could cost it us could our lives. Cost us yeah. That. So we have to. I'm inspired. I always think about that conversation you had with Joe when you guys decided to do the 240 like money has always been an issue for you know myself maybe for other people but, but, but you know when what? you think about it that way it's so it changes everything but it's a and it's also a beautiful thing because the three of us here if money is our biggest issue then we're fucking set guys like we have we have the will we have the physical the physicality we have our tribe mm-hmm. and that's you know, some people have all the money in the world, but they don't have a will. They don't have the physical body for it. But we have all of the other things except for, you know, like paper. We, we just need the paper. Yeah. And so we're good. We're, and we can make that money for sure. And so as long as we can stay strong-willed, stay like true to our word, true to ourselves, true to our tribe, then, then the world is ours. You hear that, guys? The world is yours too. Like, and that's just something, apply these things to yourself. Exactly. Thank you. And that's something that for everyone who's listening is like, if you want to run a marathon, if you want to run a marathon times ten, you know, it's like you still have to have the same mentality of believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. This is why I love podcasting, dude. Yeah. <laughs> because it. And I, and I hope that everybody that listens feels the same way we do, but it does ground you again mm-hmm. because you listen to your loved ones, see all these amazing things, and it kind of takes all your problems away. Like I was having a lot of subconscious anxiety just before we started this podcast, and I feel like everything Dylan just said in his past five minutes was everything I needed to hear. I couldn't muster it up and tell myself that, but... I, this is why I love doing Bro, these podcasts yeah. and getting together with people. And, I mean, that's kind of like why this 240 podcast was so important to have documented so we can share it with other people that yeah may not want to do it. But I'm sure that they'll take something away from it. But the thing is, too, is like what, what you're feeling is, dude, I feel that every day, too, man. And it's, it's, it's shitty because it's like it is like you have your highs and your lows and some days you feel like Superman and some days you feel like you can't get out of bed because I'm I'm, de- I'm definitely both of those. And, yeah. and so like how you just have to feed, you know, you have two wolves inside of you, right? And you have to feed the wolf that you want to succeed. And like you can either mm-hmm. feed the wolf that makes you want to succeed or the one that brings you down. Yeah. And so you just got to choose choose which one it is and and for me that's that's the battle you know trying to you know like your your biggest enemy is yourself trying to to fight that enemy is always so let's kind of like move move along and conclude this but what what's next for you what's next after the 240 
like what end of the year and then what's yeah. your next next so, goal after that so we're trying to get tribe to go to guam mm -hmm. um there's a there's a um what is the word like a non-profit in guam that's trying to like doing this resurgence right. resurgency of like of people from guam learning their their um their native tongue and and this the executive director of the nonprofit has reached out to tribe to be the the um like the like the faces of this of this fundraiser and the fundraiser is running a million miles in a year Mm -hmm. And so the goal is for all the people of Guam, all of the people of Guam to run a million miles, a cumulative million miles. And, um, you know, and and they want Tribe to start it off by doing the first 80 miles. And the first 80 miles is around the island. Mm -hmm. And so if we can do that um, as a tribe, that would be something beautiful and amazing. And, and we're really excited to work with um, with that nonprofit but besides that 2022 is going to be huge we have the tahoe 200 pending johnny knows we're going to get in because it's his birthday when we're we get in it. Guy's we're manifesting that, that. <laughs> you guys are ready in what are you talking about um <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get ever space camp round three for you round two for me round three because <laughs> yeah brandon's failing <clears throat> brandon's brandon and i had a hard time on our first try but we're gonna we're gonna try to get base camp in and then hopefully you wanted to get an iron man in there somewhere right yeah before right. or after well i have to figure out a little bit more of logistics first but yeah big 2022 goal is for sure and i am in a full i am around water a lot but i suck in water so i gotta get better at the swim for mm -hmm. sure but is there a place is can we do it somewhere that's like convenient where we have a huge squad i don't know i'm just like naming places in new zealand like new zealand would be so sick deep. but it'd be so f like we got oh we have a couple people in new zealand that rocker stuff actually yeah rocker we could, tribe stuff we, we could we could we can make it we can make it but if we play our cards right and if money's not an issue we have all the other things. Because, I think we could do it. Because we have all the things except for money. And, and look at what we've done already with such little money. We yeah. can do so much. Yeah, we're just... We're tripping. We'll sell more merchandise. we got some hats coming, right? Yep. Yep, we have mm -hmm. hats coming. Should be coming out this weekend. Uh, super stoked. One of our friends, a uh, good supporter of Tribe. Um, her name's Flo. She's actually you know doing a pretty good good job and taking yeah. lead of a bit of the media and stuff so we have a awesome. lot of future artwork and collabs with um them and we have a lot of people who are reaching out wanting to collab with tribe too now which is yeah. awesome like and other artists and stuff but um i mean this is really just the beginning guys i hope i hope everyone really was as thrilled as we are to interview you dylan like I mean, yeah, Johnny, shoot, thank you. Brandon, thank you. We were, we were, Thanks for having me. I mean, we were like biting our nails waiting for you to cross that thing, man, like that finish line. And I can't believe that day came and went. And now we're already looking at what's next. Can't, yeah. It can't get any better than that. This is living for sure. This is living Amen. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we definitely just want to thank everyone for their time and support and love for Dylan finishing this race and the tribe movement as a whole. Uh, I want to go ahead and conclude. Johnny, we always conclude these things with saying, 
Welcome to the tribe. Welcome to the tribe, gang. Awesome. Love you guys. (laughs) Love y'all. Peace.